0: Over the next couple of years, we're going to see a lot more partnerships, creator partnerships, because why go to market by yourself when you can go to market with an ecosystem? The creator economy is worth somewhere around $100 billion with more than 50 million creators out there. There's entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, artists, influencers, there's independent content creators, and in the next two to three years, we're going to see way more people join the ranks. They're going to continue to see massive growth because a lot of these creators are more than just creators. They have real impact. Welcome to Creators Gonna Create, the TAC Network original produced by Share Your Genius. This conversation around the creator economy and B2B is just beginning, so let's get into it. Welcome to episode one of Creators Gonna Create. Now, I'm super excited for this one. We're going to be deep diving into a few things. We want to talk about you know my background as a creator. I want to educate you all that are listening on the opportunity of being a creator. And now listen, you know, I've actually doubled down on my entire career as this being the opportunity that's going to rise in B2B. Now, let me, let me tell you why I think that. So first off, I am all in. So I've got this podcast. I've got a newsletter called Creator Circle. I've got a book I'm writing on it. I've got multiple guides and ebooks that are coming out that are focused on 101, 201, and 301 level types of education around the creator economy. I truly think that this is going to be massive. Like we're gonna see mass adoption in probably two to three years, at least in tech, in my in my opinion. Now, there's a few things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about defining the creator economy. And so when you define the creator economy, it's all about regular folks. Like anyone, that's the beauty of it. Anyone can be a creator. Like it's regular people that are becoming creators. It's not about celebrities. It's not like, hey, you know, I got to be an A-list or a C-list celebrity. It's your neighbors sharing recipes, a friend reviewing gadgets, Someone giving travel tips. It's everyday people turning their passions into content that others find interesting and valuable. That's the beauty of it. Anyone can do this. For me, I've been creating now for four years on LinkedIn. It's changed my life. I talk a lot about this. I wouldn't be where I am today without any of that in, in the past. And I think it's something that a lot of people are now starting to support. You'd be surprised at how many people on LinkedIn are actually starting to talk about this. I see more and more people every single week that are talking about the creator economy, that are talking about influencers and all those things. Now, there's a difference between a creator, an influencer, an SME, which is a subject matter expert, and an evangelist. And I've talked about this before, but... Anyone can be a creator. You put content out there, you're a creator. But not every creator has influence. Now, to become an influencer, and again, people should you know self-certify themselves as influencers, but if others want to talk about these people as influencers, great. They're seen as thought leaders. They're seen as people that are influential in the space that they talk about. Um, now, to be a creator, to get to an influencer... It takes a lot of work like you could go years before being seen as an influencer and some people don't even want that some people are just okay putting out content that makes them happy they don't have any care in the world to monetize this they just want to create content they just want to help others there's nothing wrong with that I didn't monetize any of my stuff for years and I was like you know what? I don't, I don't need to make money off this. I have a full-time job. Now, obviously, that's changed. I have my own company now. A lot has kind of like changed around my mindset here, but I'm not saying that everyone needs to do that. It's totally up to you. You make your decision, and I think people should be happy with that. When I think about subject matter experts, so these people could be seen as thought leaders within a specific niche or industry, Or maybe they're really strong in knowing about, you know, let's just say like field marketing, for example. I came up as a field marketer in B2B tech, and that was what I was known as for a while. And so when I worked for companies in B2B, they would be like, hey, you know, we're going to put Nick on calls because he's a subject matter expert when it comes to gifting, when it comes to X, Y, Z. So he's going to help not only our prospects, our customers, our internal team. It's, it's all of those things that play into it. And then you've got the evangelists. Now, the evangelists is going to be the ones that really go out and advocate on your behalf. Now, that could be you know, your customers, for example. It could be people that believe in the movement that you're getting behind. It, it all depends how you want to look at evangelists, whether you're looking at it from a brand perspective or you're looking at it from a creator perspective. So, those are really the four things that I can think of when it comes to the creator economy. For a lot of what we talk about in this show, it's going to be very much dependent upon like those first two, creator, influencer, but don't get it twisted. Those two things are very, very different. Even knowing they have similarities, they're still different, and, and we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit more. Let's talk about the current state of B2B in the creator economy. So in the in the B2B creator landscape we're still in the early adopter phase. Picture this in like the dawn of a new era. Businesses are beginning to recognize the untapped potentials of individuals within their industries that are becoming creators. Now like I said tech is definitely I would say leading at the forefront of this, but another industry that I'm seeing pop up a lot more is manufacturing because these people were spending like $30,000 on a newspaper ad. And then they're realizing, hold on, I could pay a lot less than that to tap in and work with other creators to co-create and do different types of content series that will cost me a lot less than that newspaper ad. And I will see a higher ROI. Why wouldn't I do that? So that's an interesting piece there. But right now it's the forward thinkers, the trailblazers who are diving in, they're experimenting and they're reaping the benefits. Now, again, I do think that if you think about the vision for the future, the hope is to witness a shift towards mass adoption within the next two to three years. I truly think that's what we're going to see. Again, tech being the, the, the leader there, we're going to see other industries kind of become a lagging indicator. But I think that overall, this is where B2B is moving. I think as more businesses see the success stories, they understand the authentic connection that creators can forge, we're going to anticipate a widespread acknowledgement of the value that these creators bring to the table. I don't think a lot of companies have truly figured that piece out. And I think it's because of a lack of education, to be honest with you. But it's the businesses recognizing that their experts can not only drive internal success, but they can also become powerful voices in the broader community. And that's the thing. You meet your buyers where they are. They're in Reddit, they're in LinkedIn, if they're in X or whatever platform, you're meeting them where they are. They're not coming to you. You need to, to come to them ultimately. So let's talk about a few other things. Sponsorships, brand deals. How does this all work? Going back in, in focusing again on LinkedIn, because I think that's where the majority of tech focuses, at least sales tech and MarTech. Most people think that influencer marketing, working with creators is really just sponsored LinkedIn posts. And I mean, that's what you see. That's just that's what's become normal to a certain degree. And I don't know if it's because a lot of B2B took that from B2C where it's like, hey, they see someone creating a video on TikTok or YouTube or Reels or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, well, we just have to pay for a, a sponsored post. And they're just going to write a post and we'll pay them X amount of dollars for that post based on their tear of you know followers, engagement, what type of industry they're in, all those types of things. And trust me, I've done plenty of those. I think that as a creator myself, it feels one-sided to a certain degree. Like it feels like you want more out of it. And I don't know if they're just, again, it's a lack of education. But as a creator, as someone that has done this and working with brands, pushing for that long-term partnership, I think is definitely important. But I think we're still early on that a lot of brands don't fully understand what that means right now. Hopefully, again, over the next couple of years, we're going to see a lot more partnerships because I truly think that's what this should be looked at. It should be creator partnerships because why go to market by yourself when you can go to market with an ecosystem of people that are influential in the spaces that they talk about on the platforms where your prospects and customers are but don't treat it as a one sided like, hey, just go do this transactional thing. And then yeah, I'll pay you and maybe I'll talk to you again in six months. It just you know, feels a little bit icky. And as a creator, I don't think that you should accept any deals. If you one haven't used the product before, or two, Don't plan on using the product. I just feel like it becomes very much disenchanted where it's like, are you just doing this to get paid? Why? And again, if I believe you and I go out and buy whatever it is that you talk about, and it's a terrible experience, that's going to reflect the person who actually posted about that. So again, I I would be very cognizant of like that specific piece of it. Now, number two is, do you believe in the mission? For me, whenever I look at brand deals or sponsorships or partnership types of uh, activities, I have to believe in what it is that the company stands for, what they're trying to achieve, the mission that they're delivering on. Because if I can't get behind that as a human, as a person, and it doesn't connect to that whole people first mindset, it's just not going to work for me. It's just something that I feel like is going to be a little bit trickier to get behind. So now that we kind of talked about those few things there, I want to dive into what to expect. So over the next couple of years, we're going to see a surge in businesses that are embracing the concept of their employees, of creators, and this whole thing. The narrative is going to shift from this is a novel idea to this is an integral part of our brand and communication strategy. Now, trust me, this is an exciting journey for the early adopter frontiers. And I do think that we're on the brink of seeing B2B creators take center stage in shaping the industry conversations. Hopefully, I can help be at the forefront of that. I know there's a lot of other amazing people out there that are doing this. But I think it's important to kind of like focus on that. So let's talk about what kind of content I've created? How did I start? When did I see the creator economy really starting B to be early opportunities, what it's been like, all that good stuff. I started four years ago. I remember I, I worked for a company called Clary at the time. We were in Laguna Beach, California at our revenue kickoff. It was actually February of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. I, I remember it was literally flying back from there to Boston and I was watching on the plane of like all these stories. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, that's not going to happen. And obviously, we know how that story unfolded. But the beauty is, I started creating content around failed marketing, because it was what I did. I shared my learnings, I shared my, my stories, I shared my failures, successes, all those things. And I think that was what made it great. Because at the time, there was only 650 million users creating not only creating 650 million users on LinkedIn. So I was the only one that talked about field marketing, what it actually was to a revenue organization. Now, that allowed me to obviously change. I took field marketing, I turned it into ABM, I turned it into customer marketing, I turned it into evangelism, I turned it into now this whole people first and creator economy piece. Um, so my content's evolved, but I think I've also evolved as a person. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people that have been doing this for, for years. And that's okay. I worked for someone named Kyle Coleman, very well known on LinkedIn. He's actually the CMO now at Clary. I used to report to him when I was there. He led the growth team and the SDR and enablement team. And he actually put out a challenge to his team about creating content. And he, he was the one that originally gave me the idea of going down this path. And I was like, oh, yeah that's, that's a great idea. Plus, I'm a very competitive person. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm all in on this. And so honestly, I couldn't be where I am today, without that initial bump from Kyle. So Kyle, if you're listening, again, I, I give you massive shout outs all the time. Very, very appreciative for you giving me that that opportunity to get started four years ago now. Thank you. If you look at the early opportunities back in 2020, 2021, specifically on LinkedIn to today, which is you know, almost 2024, a lot has changed. The, the amount of reach, impressions, all of that, and creators are seeing huge tank jobs left and right. I'm seeing it myself. Like I used to be able to post. I would get 30,000 views on a post, no issue. I was driving a million impressions on my content every single month. I'm lucky to drive 250,000 now, which is, you know, it's crazy. It's a 75, 80% drop over what I'm used to seeing. But the beauty, and I guess flip side of that, is my engagement has now skyrocketed. So many people that create content, specifically on LinkedIn, they see a sub 1% engagement rate. I'm seeing between a 3 and 4% engagement rate. So the thing is, people maybe less people are seeing my content, but more people are engaging with it. And maybe it's the right people that are engaging with it. And I think it goes back to that whole quality over quantity conversation. And I think that's important to have that mindset where it's like, listen, you don't need every post to go viral. I've actually only had very few posts go viral. And for me, viral on LinkedIn means like you have over a 1000 reactions. If it doesn't have over a 1000 reactions, I don't consider it viral per se. I don't know if there's specific like what other people think. But I've only had maybe 12 or 14 posts have over those thousand reactions. And, you know, I got sometimes like 250, 300,000 views from that. But that would be nice if that happened every time. That's not how social media works. Like the majority of time, I'm getting these singles and doubles, like, you know, anywhere from 5,000 to 25,000 views on my posts. But the beauty is what happens in the comment section. Are you engaging with people? Are you having those conversations? Are you taking those conversations offline to to DMs or to calls or to whatever it is? There was a lot of early adopters that wanted to create years ago that did. And I think they're in a great place now, regardless of what LinkedIn's taking away from them. They have a head start and that head start has really helped them. So they'll be able to weather all the ebbs and flows throughout this entire like algorithm change and all those things. It's harder now to stand out as a creator. You have to stand for something. You have to have a POV because everyone talks about LinkedIn, how to grow on LinkedIn, how to grow a personal brand, how to be a demand gen marketer or whatever it is. There's so many people talking about the same exact things or giving sales advice or like, hey, do this as a sales rep, do this as an SDR. But like no one's really bringing earth shattering news there. But if you can take what you've learned and spin it in a way that is a really strong POV that delivers value to others, that's how you're going to stand out for sure. So now I want to talk about like what I've learned. I want to give you three actionable tips for creators, because I think these three things are important. I would say number one is be consistent. Set a realistic content schedule and stick to it, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly. Consistency builds your brand and keeps your audience engaged. Now, when I started, I jumped in five days a week. I don't know if I would really recommend that to everyone, especially today, It worked for me then, but I would say the most advice that I give to people today is post two to three times a week because you don't want to flood your network, especially if they have no clue who you are, if you're just getting started. You can much more engage in conversations on other people's stuff without having to go and create your own. Number two, know your audience inside out. Now, this is important. You got to dive into your analytics, you got to know who your audience is, what they like, how they engage. Ultimately, you know, you're tailoring your content to meet their interests and needs. Like It's just like anything, like a newsletter, like this podcast, like anything else. You wanna know what your audience cares about, what they wanna learn, because they're looking to you as an authoritative figure to hopefully help do that. Number three, embrace change and growth. Now, the creative world is dynamic. Don't be afraid to try new things. Experiment with different content styles, platforms, ideas. Your audience is going to appreciate your authenticity and your willingness to evolve. Because, listen, I started off on LinkedIn. I don't think that you should jump onto every platform right when you're getting started, um, because you should master one before jumping to another. But I started on LinkedIn, did really well there. Jumped onto X or Twitter. Now I'm on you know, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, in, and a lot of it's repurposing content, so it's a little bit easier for me. But you have to you have to change. The platforms change. Where I would say as a creator, I'd double down, at least in B2B is like YouTube, YouTube shorts. I think you have a fantastic opportunity on YouTube shorts right now. A lot of people in B2B specifically aren't even like thinking about that. So think about that when you're trying to figure out like what it is that you want to do. Now, what do I think the opportunity for both creators and brands is from here? There's really a few things. Authentic connection is the first one. The opportunity lies in creating authentic connections. So many people claim to be authentic, but let's be honest. I've actually met a lot of people that I've seen on LinkedIn that I've met at like a trade show or something like that, and they're a completely different person. Don't be that person. Me, I'm the same person you'd go grab a beer with down the street. Creators can engage with their audience on a personal level. They can foster trust and loyalty. Now, the brands benefit by associating with creators who genuinely resonate with their target audience because it makes their message more relatable. Basically, the brand is working to borrow your trust and authority to a certain degree. That's why they work with creators, but they work with creators sometimes in a solo mindset and not in a partnership mindset. Number two, diverse content ecosystem. Creators bring diversity to the content ecosystem. I feel like they offer a lot of unique perspectives, styles, and it allows broad brands to actually reach a broader audience, whether it's through you know, informative, like micro clip videos, maybe it's entertaining podcasts, hopefully you find this podcast helpful, or maybe it's engaging social media. It's the variety enhances a brand's visibility and appeal, but it all depends what their outcomes are. That's why you need an ecosystem because brand A may only care about one thing. Brand B may care about something completely different. Brand C may care about three of those things. If you can diversify within that ecosystem, if you can offer a lot of different styles, maybe you're strong in text only, but you can also do video. Or maybe you can create really cool graphics. Like there's so many different ways to go down there. Third one is social shareability and virality. Now, let's be honest, like Power of social media is immense. I don't have to tell anyone that. Creators can craft create content that has high shareability, which ultimately is going to lead to more organic growth for both themselves and the brands that they collaborate with. It's a win-win for everyone. Now, memorable campaigns become shareable moments which really increases the brand exposure in a way that traditional advertising often can't match. Now, as someone that has done lots of advertising through paid ads and just different types of things, I can say, if you can nail this partnership, and I've done this both from the brand side as well as the creator side, the ROI that can come from it, depending on what the outcomes you're looking to achieve are, they can be massive. And again, it's outlining what that looks like, And hopefully throughout this entire series, you'll see a lot of how you get to that point. But I think those are the three that I would say where there's an opportunity for both creators and brands. Now, if I was starting over, what would I do? I don't know, because again, I've been at this for four years, I was growing really, really fast on LinkedIn for for years. And again, like I said, I was getting a million views a month. Now things have slowed down dramatically, the algorithm has changed, you can't, you will write to beat the algorithm, you shouldn't write to beat the algorithm, you should write to help your audience. Ultimately, if I was starting out today, I would probably focus more on the engagement piece. First, I would find 10 to 20 other creators that i want to learn from work with, collaborate with, and I would show up on their content every single day. And it's not just adding like a little piece like, hey, I agree, or here's an emoji. It's like, what can I do to add value so that you see me as a value add to your content? Because that's a way that you're going to stand out. You're going to start to organically build that base back to your own profile before even doing any of your own stuff. Now, in conjunction with that, I would probably say I would post maybe two to three times a week. Like Again, I don't think that anyone should do it five times a week to get started I think that you're much better off engaging with others, but you have to show up early when they post because it's, it's a great way to be seen before all the other thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people see what that creator wrote. It's a great way to stand out. It's a great way to add value. It's a great way for not only the creator to see what you bring to the table, but possibly other brands that are looking, possibly other creators that maybe you didn't even think about that you want to work with that are seeing like, It's just a, it's a low hanging fruit that doesn't take much to actually do that. So those are really some of the big things that I would say I would focus on. To wrap everything up, the creator economy is going to be huge. I have a lot of amazing things that I'm going to personally be creating and doubling down on. And I'm betting my entire career on the creator economy and B2B specifically. Now, one of my biggest people that I've looked to that have really added value is Jay Klaus. Like, again, if you're not following Jay, go follow him. Creator Science, like only podcast I listen to, does a fantastic job. His newsletter is amazing. Like, if you're a creator and you want to learn more. Now, he doesn't focus just on B2B, but he focuses on creators as a whole. Super, super interesting. Adds a ton of value to my day. Hopefully, I can be that specifically for B2B. Hopefully you find value in the show. Hopefully you found value in this episode. We're going to now deep dive into a, another episode coming up where we're going to partner and bring someone on and kind of just listen to their story. Hopefully you see value in it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if there's other things that you want to see on Creators Going to Create, just shoot me a note. Let's talk about it because I want to make this a huge value add in your day and something that you look forward to listening to every single day. So until then, have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week, wherever you are, and we'll catch you all next time. So if you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to go follow me on LinkedIn to read more, make sure to hit subscribe to this podcast. Super excited and hopefully uh, you'll follow along for the journey. This show is a TAC Network original produced by Share Your Genius.